Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're going to talk to Bente. We're going to talk to her about MTech, which is an insurtech or insurance platform solution for Kenya and other countries in Africa. She is a German entrepreneur based in Nairobi, Kenya. So I'm very curious to hear how she got there, what led her to an idea to start this sort of business and how it's going and how Kenya is leading a digital transformation in the region. So welcome Bente. How are you today? Thank you for having me and I'm doing very well. It is cold and rainy in Nairobi today. So it's the I'm coming from the north of Germany. So we have the North German drizzle rain. I think that is for a lot of people very unusual to hear that we actually have bad weather in Africa. So that is impacting our mood a little bit today. But I'm very happy to be here today and yeah, talk about our story. Wow, some people wished for a rain though, but it's uh, it's interesting to hear that you can also have other days than sunshine in Africa. Great to have you on the podcast. Let's start with your beginnings. What's your background? How did you get to do what you do today, becoming an entrepreneur in Africa? So I grew up in Germany, so I'm a German by birth. I yeah, I grew up in a small town in the north of Germany, just about 100 kilometers north of Hamburg. And coming from a very typical, loving, middle-class German family. And from kid on, my parents always told me, do something with your mind or with your brains, which are hopefully there, which kind of have an impact. Yes, earn some money, that wouldn't be bad, but also have a little bit of impact on, on, on how you want to yeah, create the world you want to see in the future. So... After my A-levels, which I did in Germany, I went to a little bit to Dublin, did parts of my studies there. And then I came to a company in the north of Germany, also in Bremen. And I worked for, beside my studies, I worked for an African trading house called Achilles. So after I finished my studies, I got very passionate about Africa and they sent me for a project to Tanzania. So I lived in Tanzania, in Dar es Salaam for two years and was then shifted to Kenya two years later. I was then working for the same group, but another company. And that was then also the time I ventured into entrepreneurship because while I was working, it came back to me what my parents said to me previously, do something what has impact. And I built my first company with the money I earned, which is a car wash business, actually. It's called Extreme Clean. It's today the biggest car wash chain in Kenya and I think East Africa. From its business sense, it is a typical car wash. You drive your car in, it's being washed, you're driving out. And why I did that, and I got a lot of smiles about that at the beginning, was because I wanted to create employment opportunities for people who would otherwise maybe fall through 
yeah, the social system who might have no degree or something similar. So I wanted to really create employment opportunities for the lower income class, which you can obviously achieve with the car wash and give them like an ordinary environment to cover their basic needs. So I built that, like I said, I'm today no longer in the active or in the day-to-day -day business. I'm only on the board. And then in 2017, I came to Hillcroft, which is trading as MTech and ventured first into technology. So we were a technology company at first, doing all kinds of technology solutions, booking systems, platforms, etc. And then, yeah, the day came where we said, let's take on the insurance industry. I see. So why insurance industry? What is the problem that you're solving and what's the solution that's provided by MTech? It really came back again to my initial mindset. And the initial mindset is do something not only of monetary value, but do something also of like social impact. When I'm saying social impact, we are not an NGO. How We believe that business or sustainable business solutions can really contribute to that. And why insurance industry coming and that again comes back from the German background. In Germany, we are all health insured or most of the people have a government health insurance. So for me, being born there, growing up there, coming to Africa and understanding that not everybody has access to proper health services based on missing insurance and then also missing the means of being able to pay for it was emotionally actually a little bit catastrophic for me. I did some research on that and that was really when we started and I was like, okay, only 2.6% of the Kenyans have health insurance. Why is that? What are the reasons for the same. And there's obviously a lot of reasons which are coming when you're looking at the big buckets, yeah, which is one is affordability, looking at affordability. However, what is the reason why people can't afford it? The reason is that there's a cash and carry regulation here in Kenya and also in most of the surrounding countries that people have to pay 100% advance for their policy, which is hard for an economy which is earning on a day-to-day partially on a week to week or at least on a monthly to monthly. Right. Then, there's, then there's a product problem, right? We have a lot of products here in the market, whether you're looking at the GI market, whether you're looking at life insurance. But the question is, are these products really targeting the needs of the people here in, in Kenya and in the surrounding markets? Then there's a distribution problem. And in terms of, I think around 87% of all the market players are normally in the capitals. Yeah, whether it is Nairobi in Kenya, whether it is Dar es Salaam in Tanzania, it is the number which you're finding all around East Africa. And then there's obviously the big dinosaur in this game is obviously the trust problem. When you're looking into the industry, and it is a really sad thing, nobody trusts each other. The client doesn't trust, the underwriter doesn't trust the agent, the broker doesn't trust the client and the other way around. So everybody is working on this mistrust yeah, pathway. And when I looked at them, then the market penetration and really look at very obvious challenges we are having, I truly believe with tech, we can be an enabler and a part of the solution to increase that. Yeah, for sustainable benefit for everybody, for the ecosystem per se, yeah, to be more profitable, but also obviously for the consumer. Obviously, there are many platforms or many players in the tech space. So what makes you different? Why MTech is different than 
other people out there trying to do the same because you do have competitors nevertheless, right? Yes, I think one of our biggest differentiators is we are not shying away from B2C, which is a very hard way to go. A lot of our competitors are more looking in a in the B2B play in terms of how to yeah to optimize the existing market. For us at MTech, it is more important how can we increase market penetration and we can only increase market penetration and getting new clients in, into the ecosystem. And my, People who have seen MTech, we really have an amazing personalized customer service with full transparency. So we really put the process of insurance, whether it is gaining knowledge, whether it is comparing offerings, whether it is the purchase journey, whether it is the claims journey or managing a policy, we really put this into the hand of the client. So we are really coming up with solutions based from the user base and then obviously pulling in the other echo. Echo players. But let's clarify one more thing, sorry, before we go further. Like you mentioned health insurance at the beginning when you came from Germany to Kenya, etc. So what kind of insurance are we talking about there? And are people comparing the policies and the prices on your platform and then they need to go to those insurers and book it themselves? Or are you sorting out that problem, as you said, cash and carry as well? and trying to find a solution where they don't need to pay upfront essentially for the coverage? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So maybe we are going a little bit more in, into the process of that. So in, in essence, we are having we are from nature a technology company and then grew into being an, an insurance brokerage, which can distribute insurance policies. So we are mm-hmm. having a mobile application, which is available on Play Store, worldwide available. And cl- we have onboarded here in Kenya 35 underwriters. So... 35 of a total of 40 in the Kenyan market who are placing their policies on the platform, so on the mobile app. So now as MTech, we are distributing the same and we are directly integrated with the underwriters through APIs. So a client basically downloads the app, gets educational content on what they are really looking for. What we are realizing is sometimes clients don't even know what they are really looking for because there's a gap and there's an education gap. So we have the whole general insurance scope on the platform. So we have medical, motor, travel, domestic, golf insurance, you name it. Really the whole general insurance scope. And we also started like a month ago with life insurance offerings. So within these product buckets, so to say, we are having different underwriter offerings. So on medical, I think we are having around 23 underwriters who propose solutions to clients. So the client answers up to five questions and based on the answer on the answers, on the feedback we are getting from the client, the technology is getting from the client, we are pulling solutions from our underwriter base. So we work a lot with technology there to really find a tailor-made solution for the client. Once the client is deciding to go for a certain solution, it goes into the purchase journey, meaning we are collecting the necessary KYC, etc., the information we need to place the policy according to the regulator. All this information from the purchase journey goes directly through APIs to the, to the corresponding underwriter. So if a Sunlam policy, for example, is being placed, if the client is opting for Sunlam, the information goes directly into the core system of Sunlam. 
So now, all right. So, so you are a technology-driven broker, right? We are technology-driven broker who is then using also the data we are collecting to ultimately, and we have started that, create better and more, yeah, fitting products. So to say. And you also said you don't shy away from B2C, right? And the broker means also a platform. I hear from many entrepreneurs these days, they want to start a platform because platform has got some good vibe to it. But the business plans often say we're going to have 100,000 customers by the end of the month and 1 million by the end of the year. It's probably not that easy to get going at the beginning. So how did you get going and acquire the first customers? We're having two business models. And on our platform business, it was really bootstrapping, so to say. So we had our, we obviously didn't have a big team at the beginning. And we still are not huge, but we would do act digital marketing. But really what got us traffic was, yeah, activations. Yeah, We always looked for activations, which are where we are meeting our persona. And it was really talking one client by one client, get them first to download the app, then to interact with the app, and then ultimately convert. But I really believe, I think we had around 60,000 now, it is it, at the beginning specifically it was bootstrap every weekend at activations the whole team out there doesn't matter who it was from the team there we all were out there convincing people to take the app and then after some time when you're also having a good product and giving a value add to the clients it kind of develops itself dynamic yeah now you're sure. hopefully getting into the phase where somebody tells you oh i have this app it really gives me benefit so we were lucky that our product then started to talk for itself this is also being shown i think we're having 1300 reviews on play store for example the, the product we developed was good so then thankfully the clients also started recommending us sharing it we put in a lot of technology tools in terms of resharing recommending and then for people to, for example, develop points, which they can redeem again policies. But at the beginning, it was very typical bootstrap. And I truly believe there was also no shortcut for that. That's what I'm sometimes also telling entrepreneurs who are believing in just putting an app out there and it's going to be magically downloaded. No, I the really the first thousand downloads, I think, are the hardest. And then I'm not saying it gets easier. But then you hopefully have a good product, which is developing a self-dynamic. But how about also working with the carriers? Because you're, as some people might say, new kid on the block. You want to deal with established incumbents. You want to say, we have this app. It's going to help you to get more clients. What do they say? Uh, the underwriters, you mean? For example, yes. Interesting yes. question. It was a marketing effort for us, which is completely different towards the end consumer. So... The first year, really 2019, 2020, especially for me, was very relationship-driven with the underwriters. And that is an effort we underestimated, to all honesty, at the beginning. So we were, we didn't expect it to be so complicated, and that was probably blue-eyed. So we really had to knock on doors and say, and go to uh, Britain and, for example, say, okay, we want to put your plat products on our platform. And then obviously we got some, don't want to say too many names, but not everybody was too happy about that at the beginning because that obviously creates a lot of transparency and transparency in pricing in in customer service delivery, etc. So it was a whole marketing effort in itself. 
Having said that, I think there is no underwriter here in the region who doesn't understand that technology or digital distribution is the way to go for the next couple of years. So thankfully, they were also yeah, open-minded enough yeah, to join the train yeah, and to walk this journey with us. We didn't charge them anything to come on board. So we really are, we put them on the platform for free. And then, so there was up to no risk for them. So that also made it easier. But the convincing in terms of come on a platform where everybody can compare your offering, whether it's a financial offering or a service delivery offering, that was not easy at the beginning. So great effort. So basically saying converting one by one customers, right, or clients. Don't assume just because you put an app out there, everybody's going to love it. Yes, it's public, but there is so much content out there. You need to get going at the beginning, get the word of mouth or net promoter score. Some people like to use that word as well. But let's come back to your solution. So, of course, it's an app. You mentioned the APIs. You mentioned the smooth customer journey. But let's dive into it a little bit more. What's the technology behind it? So how can you make the customer journey better? Is that because you have better UX designers or you have some AI behind it that nobody else has? or why other people haven't done this earlier? So basically, we have built a paperless ecosystem for the industry. And this is really divided in, in, in two sections. So on the one hand, we are a technology company. Our technology overall is helping the whole ecosystem. On the technology side, when we are working as a, for example, API-driven white label solution for underwriters, banks, etc., to help them to be more efficient. But then really on our own platform, which is MTech, in terms of distribution as a platform, as a comparison motor as well. We are based on microservices, which was a was a muscle, I don't know how to call that, probably a muscle act at the beginning, because today the building structure is really allowing us a lot of agility and speed. So when we're getting new partners on board, when we're getting new distribution partners or products or underwriters on board, it's really quick. We are quick. Like a new product, I think, takes us around three days to onboard. But it is really divided from a technology angle into these two sections. One is making the whole industry more efficient and assisting them, like in terms of underwriter banks, other players. But then the other part is our mobile application, which we just said, which is available on Play Store. And this mobile application, maybe we're going into that at first, is allowing clients to, one, educate themselves about insurance offerings. And I personally believe that this is one of our most biggest strengths because the education gap is massive. Then they are based on the information they are giving, on the answers they're giving to the questions we ask. They can compare different insurance offerings from different underwriters on the app. Then they can purchase the policy. And we mentioned this before, but we have a digital IPF integrated. Instant payment plans are available based on yeah, feedback we are getting from databases. So they don't have to go for a bank. It's on the app. We are deciding, okay, you can pay in monthly installments, daily installments, weekly installments, etc. And then most importantly, they can also manage their policy on the app. And that is, in essence, going back to claims management, or but also editing policy information. So on this app, we have integrated 35 underwriters, and we are 
distributing GI policies and life insurance policies. And this is a very important point, I think, because everybody who knows tech understands that stickiness to a solution is of essence. So I believe if you're only working with a motor policy, you will not ensure that the client is really sticking and you will ultimately have quite a massive scrum rate to it because ideally you only need your motor policy once a year. Yeah, You buy it, you get the sticker, you move on. So it will be the first app which you're going to delete from your phone. But when you are ensuring that you have a wider offering on it and people can really handle their whole insurance life circle on it, then you have a bigger chance in, st- in terms of stickiness and also obviously cross-selling and upselling from a business opportunity. So on this app, we are connected to the underwriter through APIs to ensure smooth transition of information. And like I mentioned before, we have integrated with various databases to ensure credibility of documentation provided. With that, we are really tackling fraud and yeah, truth of documentation and the synchronization between different information points. So on the white label solution side, we are providing APIs and overall like lump sum solutions to other players of the ecosystem for them also to ensure efficiency and distribution and also to allow them to do better risk modeling based on the data they can receive from the digital distribution. And we have already done that. Just to name you some examples, we are coming out with a very efficient SME product in the next two weeks. We have already brought down the pricing also of a simple motor policy to $5 a month based on that. Previously, the lowest price you could get was $15 a month. How were we able to bring this down was really data and optimization of operations. So these are just two examples how really the data we are collecting in both solutions, whether it is our app platform, insurance platform, or whether it's our white label solutions for the ecosystem, it is a great example how the data we are collecting can really optimize the products we are having here in the market. And then the technology angle also comes in terms of security and scalability, isn't it? And I think security, data protection is important and is probably one of the yeah one of the very important pillars of a technology solution. And it has to be done right from the beginning. So we really put a bit, big focus on that as well. Of course, you mentioned Play Store, so you mentioned you meant uh, Google Play Store, right? Correct. Okay. And uh, so I understand you have a platform, you work as a brokerage, I can buy different types of insurance from different uh, underwriters. But what happens when things go badly and I need to make a claim? At that point, I have a contract with that underwriter, so they are dealing with this or are you also channeling this somehow as well? No, we have completely digitalized the claims processing for our clients as well. Brilliant. And the interesting part is here, we have not only digitalized that for MTech clients who bought a policy with us, you can also onboard your policy on MTech as long as we have a partnership with the underwriter and handle your claim also paperless on the app, even if you haven't bought with us. You see, the... Problem on claims, and let's maybe take motor claims as an example, is normally that it is a little bit of a blame game, isn't it? The client sometimes doesn't really know what information is really needed. Even when then the client is submitting information within the underwriter, it gets lost. So technology has the power to streamline that process. So the clients very understand when they're working with MTech, 
these are the documents you need these this is the information you need to provide so that your claim is being yeah is being handled so some information they have to put in by themselves that can for example be a picture of the car when there was an accident etc but other information we can also pull from databases again or can basically put together from information we received previously from them and now on the underwriter side the submission is very bundled so when it comes to a claims officer who's directly integrated who we are directly integrated with he gets all the information on one look so it's very easy for him or her to get to handle or to manage the claim and to approve it or disapprove it for whatever reason so we kick out a lot of commotion because we really ensure that the information provided is sufficient and complete and then on the other hand with the underwriter we are having very strict MOUs in terms of timelines they need to work on the claims processing and that is in all our policies the same so it can be motor medical etc normally we are handling claims between 24 to 36 hours Brilliant, because sometimes I have a feeling the underwriters, they're very happy to take your money, but when they need to pay you back, they have a bit of an issue with that. Correct. And this is why you need to beat them with their own weapons. The thing with the underwriter is when a document is missing because their instructions were not 100% clear towards the client, what they actually need, they take their sweet time, like we are saying, to tell the client, this is what we are missing. And this is where the whole drama starts. But you just got to do the right thing. And this is maybe where the German and myself comes through because you're just going to follow the book and then they have very little excuses to not act on the same. And then, But then on the other hand, we also have to create um, seriousness on the client side. It's just about creating a transparent system where everybody understands his or her responsibilities and then do the right actions. You build this business, you're based in Kenya, it's a big country, big market, but I guess you might have even bigger ambitions when it comes to product range or going more international. What are your plans to scale up and which way would you focus on? So on the product range, maybe one step back. So scaling for us is basically divided into three big buckets. One is geographically, the other one is products, and the other one is obviously further enabling B2B partners. Because like I said at the beginning, and maybe I'm starting with point with this point, we as an insurtech, we can't do it alone. We need the whole industry and obviously also the client base to, to respect digital influence in the insurance sector. It is a dinosaur industry. It is a very old industry. It's for them extremely hard to disrupt themselves. We need to lobby on that side to really take them with us on a journey yeah, and help us enabling the industry. So one scale, scaling up for us is really further enabling our B2B partners or in ecosystem players like underwriters and banks. So the other one is obviously new products. And for that, we have done, we have started on that journey to use the data we are having to optimize existing products, but also yeah, develop completely new products where we believe they can make a difference in terms of insurance penetration here in the market. And like I mentioned before, we have done some good way forward on the motor insurance. We are bringing the gadget insurance so people can moving forward insure their phone in isolation, so not as part of domestic or their laptop in isolation. We find that in an economy which is very much driven 
by digitalization and of people who are doing their business from their phone or from their computer, quite a significant point. But we're also looking at some disruption on the medical side and are talking to a lot of industry players, whether it's open-minded underwriters, but also telehealth providers, etc., in how we can bring a health insurance policy, the medical policy, which fits better the pocket size of the user base, but also, yeah, the needs of the user base, ultimately. So that is on new products. And we're really looking to use our data, which we are collecting with our partners in terms of better risk modeling and coming up with better solutions. And then it is obviously a geographical expansion is necessary. We are a tech tech company and introtech. Currently with our brokerage, we are only in Kenya. We are looking to expand firstly within East Africa and really leave a significant footprint here in the region before we are moving to other parts of Africa, whether it's West Africa, North or South. We believe it's getting a region done properly before venturing out too much. But on our white label solutions, we are already active in the whole of Africa. So we have clients on white label solutions, meaning working with underwriters and banks in, in various countries in Africa, and we further are planning to expand it. Great, great stuff. So hopefully everything will go according to the plan or three roughly. That's how it is in the world of startups. Now, of course, we talked about your clients, the B2C and B2B angle to it. But let's be realistic. Scaling up is one thing, but ideally you want to reach a scale at the at, and be profitable. So how do you make money? So in our white label market or in our white label solutions, we are making money on we normally price it in a way that we are charging an inception fee and then we receive a service fee, which is based on the traffic the solution is going to gain. So we are also as a partner buying into the success of this name and we want to ensure sustainable success for our partners. And on the brokerage side here in Kenya, where we're having the platform commissions on premium sold, which are regulated by the regulator, by IRA here in this case, most of the policies are having a 10% commission, so we are earning 10% of most of the sales. How big is your team that's also related to your plans to scale up? And where are you based? Is everybody based in Nairobi or also in other places? Or how does that work? We are all based in Kenya currently. We have some advisors in other countries on an advisory basis to also learn best practices from other markets. We have our fair share of experience to distribute our tech teams. For us, that didn't work because we also in terms of integrations, partnerships, etc., we found it more efficient to have everybody in one place. So everybody from the tech team is in Kenya, allows us speed and agility good way of communication, etc. We are around 35 people currently, most of them still in in sale, in tech, sorry, plus consultants in different areas. And then obviously, plus our agents, we are having around 1000 insurance agents who are handling our distribution. They work a little bit like M-Pesa agents. I don't know if you understand the concept. So they're having an agent solution, how they can distribute policies available on MTech and they earn commission share, basically. So we have around 1,000 of these. They are not employed with us, so they are basically sales consultants. Sales Understood. Great stuff. Now, before we go, just have I just have two easy questions. First of all, 
Do you have any business book, a favorite business book that you could recommend for to people that inspired you, that you found very useful? And don't say it's a hard thing about hard things by Ben Horowitz, because that's what everybody says on this podcast. And then the second one is, of course, what's the best way to reach out and get in touch with you? It might be a little bit stereotype, but when I'm thinking about my favorite business book, it has in Indeed, been lean in, and I know this is a little bit stereotype coming from a woman now, from Sheryl Sandberg, but I really think it was a good conversation starter because of the honesty about the experiences of women in business and what they can learn and how it can encourage women to be, yeah, also more strong-willed at work in order not to only help themselves, but also in order to lift others. So this has really inspired me because it's a topic which obviously I've also experienced. It is a very male-dominated industry also here. Normally, I'm the only woman in the boardroom, especially when it is on the underwriter side. So I think that was very, yeah, moving for me in terms of championing gender priority, so to say. Great stuff. So Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, of course. And what kind of parties would you like to hear from most? Are you looking for more agents or are you looking for more tech people or are you looking for funding? Who are the best people to talk to you? So for me, the best way to reach out is normally LinkedIn. I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So please have a look at my profile, connect with me, contact me. And I think it is what kind of people are we looking to talk to or what am I looking to talk to? It's basically everybody who has an interest of moving this industry and disrupting this industry. So it is really whether it is somebody who wants to join us from a tech perspective or funding as a tech company, we're always looking for funding to all honesty, why we are looking for break even, but also, yeah, industry partners who are looking for a more optimized distribution. So I think this is pretty much summarizing it. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much and good luck to you, Bente and Mtech. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.